Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only them diehard baseball fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. My name is Tyler, aka T Plush, your host for the show. I'm a contributor for reviewing the brew for a fan sided and one of the co-founders of the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy podcast, where you can find all the work we do on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. We tweet a lot about the Bucks, Brewers, and Packers. Joining me this week is Trevor. Hey, it's been a while. You can find him on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And we are here to talk a little bit about some some of the earliest Brewer teams you can remember. Maybe some some of your favorite moments that go under the radar. Some of your least favorite moments. And we're just going to kind of relive the glory days a little bit. Kind of the good and the bad today to pass this time during... COVID-19. So, Trevor, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing well. It's 420. 420 Hey. <laughs> um <laughs> But I I'm doing well. Got a beer in front of me. Um I mean, we're we're all having to deal with these times and doing the best we can. Getting the having a beer right in front of me. It's a Packerland Pilsner. So every everything's good right now. How about you? Pretty good. I I completely forgot it was 4:20. I was gonna check and see if there were any good like takeout deals today. I would imagine that there almost has to be. I ordered pizza and there was not a great takeout deal, but it was delicious. Hmm. Well, that's a bummer. Well, I got it from Pizza Ranch, so maybe like Domino's, Pizza Hut, the actual delivery people, maybe they have good deals. But I was feeling Pizza Ranch. Um, I actually ordered some cactus bread. Me and my girlfriend love their cactus bread, so we definitely ordered a whole cactus bread, and it is fucking delicious. If you don't like their cactus bread, something's wrong with you. Like That okay. is by far one of the best. Okay, I lied. We ordered two cactus breads. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> well, you, you would be happy to know I'm drinking the beer that you passed upon to me earlier today the pseudo sue out of the toppling goliath brewing company i think it was in iowa and you're missing out it's a really good beer lots of citrusy flavors to it it's it's good you should have kept it for yourself i guess so it was sitting in my fridge a while and it said i'm pretty sure it's an american pale ale so i was thinking it was similar to an ipa but maybe i'm stupid (laughs) well i mean my level of bitterness is different than yours, but it, it's good. It's smooth for me. Hmm. But let's let's transition into some brewer talk here. So I posed this question on Twitter last week, kind of wanting to know 
what the earliest Brewer team was that people could vividly remember. Maybe that was the the year you got into the Brewers, or maybe there's something about that year or something with your family you remember, whatever it is. And it got quite quite a lot of responses ranging from the 70s all the way up until like 2008. So a big range there. And we'll go through some of those responses in a second here, but I don't think I've ever asked you this question before, Trevor, so I'm curious to hear what the earliest Brewer team you can remember is. So I'm definitely going to copy one of our people that responded to this, um, so I'm sure you all shout him out in a minute too. Um, but 2008 was the first one I really like vividly, vividly remember. I was a fan before that, and I remember players and things before 2008, but that was the first year I remember – everything about that season you know getting CC Sabathia and having him on the team was absolutely incredible when we got him I thought the whole franchise was completely turning around from what I knew it as because as of right now today I'm 24 years old so I didn't get to see Robin Yount I didn't get to see um, that era of Brewer baseball so for me it was the first time that Brewers were actually fairly good that I remember. Um, and that was the moment I thought everything was turning around. You know, we got CC Sabathia. I thought we were going to be able to get some more big time players in. And, and we have over the years, not as much as I was hoping for, obviously. But that year of 2008, you know, Corey Hart, Prince Fielder, Brawny, was he, was that his second year? He debuted in 2007, yep. right? Correct. And I definitely, one of the things before this, um, in bronze rookie season, I definitely remember that first week when he was up and he just swang way too hard. Like he was trying way too hard. I don't know if you remember that Tyler, but anytime that first week that he got up to the majors, um, it just looked like he was trying to hit the ball to the moon. Um, and then he kind of calmed down and obviously we knew what he has become since then, but all of the guys on that team, I used to love Bill Hall. He was one of my favorite players growing up. Um, obviously Ricky Weeks, JJ Hardy, Ricky Weeks was one of the best. I loved watching him, um, open games, you know, how many first pitch home runs there were with him. They, it was just an exciting team to watch. I love that team. And obviously Ben Sheets was another big name. And then, like I mentioned before, CC Sabathia, I, that is the team that I remember the most from and after that I remember a lot as well but that was the first one that I remembered like all of the different players you know Jeff Jenkins Kendall behind the plate all of those different guys so yeah we we get we're pretty similar the first team that I vividly remember was 2007 obviously Bruns rookie year and you know I know that because my first ever email address was millbrewers07 <laughs> so obviously that's kind of when I got into the brewers and I, I honestly don't remember Braun swinging that hard, but I also think that's because I didn't have dish or cable until I was in high school. So I would we I would have been what seventh grade when 2007 was on. So I listened to a lot of the games on the radio late at night and kind of following them that way or watching highlights on the news. I obviously followed the Brewers a little bit before 2007 because I remember Bill Hall's walk off. Uh, home run on Mother's Day, which was in 2006. So Bill Hall was one of one of the guys who really first got me into the Brewers, and then obviously Brawny in 2007, as you mentioned, coming up in there. Some other weird things, kind of about that era, 
Um, Tony Gwynn Jr. was on the team. I remember mm. him being yep. excited, even though he didn't really kind of amount to much. Uh, you mentioned some of the pitchers already. Uh, another one, one of my favorites in quotation was Chris Capuano, mainly because my grandpa used to call him Crapuano when he was sucking ass. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. And then uh, Jeff Jenkins was obviously a favorite Um I remember, do you remember that uh, left field used to be called Jenkins Jungle at Miller Park? Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely, yes. I remembered it being named after him, but I did not remember the exact name. Yeah, which is still kind of strange to me because he was a lefty hitter, uh, unless he went oppo all the time, which I, I guess I don't really recall. Not that Jenkins was, Jenkins was a big power hitter, but... It's kind of weird that that was in left field now that I think about it more. So kind of strange. But yeah, that I mean, we're kind of around the same same time frame of players there. And obviously there's some other guys out there and guys who listen to this podcast who are a lot different. And it was kind of cool to learn about some of these on Twitter. If you take a look at some of the comments that were on there, we have at PC Dan Cohn remembers earliest is 1970. He remembers Tommy Harper stole home. He was seven and was hooked on the crew since then. I, I honestly have no idea who Tommy Harper is, but I could see how that would catch one's eye. <laughs> uh, a lot of people responded saying in the late 70s, early 80s, which makes sense. They had the World Series team there. He had the team streak in 87. All the good guys like Molitor, Yount, Cooper, Gantner, Gorman Thomas, Rally Fingers. Can of Corn remembers the 94 or 95 season. I want to say it's the 94 season. He remembers players like Ricky Bones, Kevin Seitzer, Jesse Orozco, Bill Spires. I, I honestly don't know any of those players at all. But the I, I know 94, there was no World Series, so I was curious to what the Brewers' record was, and it was 53 and 62 that year. So good for him getting hooked on it on a year where there was no World Series. And Brewers were below 500. And a couple other ones as we get into the early 2000s. AJ at Big Aaron J44 remembers the 2002 season for multiple reasons. He was a huge Richie Sexton fan. Ah, All star game in Milwaukee. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's a throwback. But yeah, 2002, historically bad team. So he got to go to a ton of games with his old man. Yeah, 56 and 106 that year in 2002. Uh, Richie Sexton, I believe, was the first Brewers jersey I ever owned was a Richie Sexton jersey. Wow. Yep. I don't. I don't. Don't have that either. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it anymore. But it, it was like when you're. Yeah. I was still a kid, like very much a kid. I was what seven years old at that point. So it was like. When we went and played wiffle ball out in the backyard or something like that, I was Richie Sexton all the time. That's just what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, I remember the name Richie Sexton. I, you know, I couldn't imitate his batting stance or anything for you right now. I couldn't go that far. <laughs> And of course, uh, the last one, as you mentioned, a shout out to Sam Strash, remembers 2008, all the guys you mentioned, and then a couple other ones like Jason Kendall, uh, Eric Gagne, were other guys on that team, and obviously clinching the first playoff berth in 26 years. That's, that's going to get a lot of people hooked, and it's good if they're still following ever since then. But 
Oh man, that's those are some good throwbacks and kind of good good to know where everyone's at and kind of what gets you hooked on them. Do you remember anything at all, Trevor, about like when you first started watching the crew, like I don't know phrases you remember or things you did, anything weird like that? Mm, not really off the top of my head. Um, I know. My dad always preferred to listen to Bob Uecker, obviously, um, when we first started. But then once we got cable, we transitioned more into that. But we always used to listen to games on the radio, so listening to Uke was was awesome. Yeah, I had a back when before we had iPhones or f- any sort of phones, and they were our alarm clocks. We had those radios that you had to set your your alarm on in the morning. So that's kind of what I listened to, kind of late at night. My parents gave me an early bedtime, so I'd listen to it. A little bit quieter and one of the stupidest things I remember is obviously being a baseball fan I wanted to play lots of baseball but somewhere along the lines when I was a kid I got it in my head that somewhere I heard that like Pete Rose like to increase his batter's eye he would cover one eye and stare at a candle for a long period of time without blinking so I'd do that with my alarm clock and just watch the minutes go by as I was listening to the games. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make me a better baseball player, so I, there can't be any truth to that. <laughs> it didn't get you very far, did it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's kind of where we are at in terms of vividly remembering teams. Let's transition into a few of your favorite moments or maybe some underrated moments that kind of go by unnoticed do you have any off the top of your head here well kind of it's not like one specific play or one game but that kind of brief time where we had Trevor Hoffman and we got to hear the bells when he came out at Miller Park like I absolutely love that Um, the last time he came out at Miller Park that was pretty special as well pretty much anything to do with Trevor Hoffman I I loved him as a player, one of the best closers ever. He was very, very good, and it was just an honor to have him on a brew, in a Brewers uniform. Other than that, obviously some of the big uh, T-plush moments, obviously I'm sure you'll get to that considering that's your nickname, so I won't elaborate too much there. But outside of that, a lot of more recent memories are the ones that spark the most for me like a Yelich cycle, either one of them, just any of the great stuff that's happened the past few years, you can, there's a boatload of it. And then the other thing that you mentioned earlier was Bill Hall on Mother's Day. It always, he always had a great game on Mother's Day. And I always remember watching it, watching as a family. And I loved when Bill Hall got to the plate because you knew he was going to do something special. Certainly. You mentioned a little bit about it, um, Trevor Hoffman, and I was doing some reading because one of the moments that I like was the the Prince Fielder bowling ball walk-off celebration. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that one was in 2009, and the Brewers finished just under 500 that year. But I was just reading an article on it, and kind of how they got the idea, the quote from Fielder says, it was in spring training when we got the idea. Craig Council, Trevor Hoffman, these guys were the ones who kind of came up with it, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> you got two two veterans or older players coming up with something cool like this that people remember such a long time ago, and now he's the manager of this ball club, so 
that's pretty awesome i think <laughs> yeah yeah it is awesome but yeah i mean other obviously like the playoff wins and clinching and if you kind of go back to our top 10 moments of the decade that we released in early january a lot of those moments kind of get on there for me but you know other underrated ones obviously mentioned already was the cc trade and that one that one was cool but there's a lot out there and again i posed this question on twitter and probably the coolest one i heard was this one from the 1970s so i'm gonna i'm not gonna pronounce this last name right and i apologize robert gothier at the rob one or at the throb one excuse me says in 1970s versus yankees at county stadium the brewers trailed nine to six in the bottom of the ninth Bases loaded, and Don Money hit what appeared to be a walk-off grand slam off Goose Gossage. Then Billy Martin got the umpires to rule that he called timeout before the pitch. So that kind of overturned the grand slam. Money would end up singling, and the Brewers would lose 9-8. to <laughs> So not in the Brewers' favor, but that's that's really dramatic. And hearing the name Goose Gossage, oh, that's a, that's a throwback. So that was cool. Thank you for sharing that. Other things we got at boss or at seven seven zero bosses anytime's Raleigh fingers came to the mound. Josh Melnick, who is at Celtics fan nine four two nine, says Ben Sheets eighteen K game. So wait. that was in May. Oh, go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. We are allowing a Celtics fan to be shout out on this podcast. Are you kidding me, Tyler? <laughs> well, I mean the Ben that was a pretty good game. Eighteen Ks, like that doesn't happen. <laughs> Ugh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like the Celtics will beat the Bucks anytime soon anyway, so. True, We'll true. let them have this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was, that was a throwback to May 16th of 2004. The only run he gave up was a home run to Andrew Jones, which was in the seventh inning, and then two other hits, so a three-hitter complete game. So good to relive that, and then... Formerly on this podcast, Jack Stern, of course, throws in that Jesus Aguilar ties the game in the eighth to end Jack Flaherty's no-hit bid, then homers again for a walk-off victory in the ninth. So that would have been in 2018. And, yep, I remember that game. That was that was something special. All right. I got one more uh, Twitter person. So Double D says Adrian Hauser throwing up on the mound. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, which time? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew you were gonna ask that. I feel like both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you don't forget the first time, but when you do it again, like my gosh, <laughs> that probably should have been a candidate for one of your least well, for probably one of his least favorite moments. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like that is hilarious. It's definitely not on my least favorite moments. I find it hilarious. Yeah, for someone who's a hurler for a living. I was going to make that joke, and I forgot to. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, well, great minds think alike. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's transition. How about some of your least favorite moments? I don't have any Twitter responses for this one, so what do you got? I mean, anytime there has been heartbreak... Um, Losing the wild card game this year, uh, losing game seven of the NLCS against the Dodgers. 
I mean, there, there's a bunch of it. The Brewers haven't won a World Series, and there's been plenty of moments of heartbreak. Pick one. Those are my least favorite moments as a Brewers fan. And really, as a Wisconsin sports fan, there hasn't been a lot of championships in Wisconsin in general. Got a lot of Badgers, Packers, Bucks, heartbreaks over the years. So so there's a lot of least favorite moments, it, and it involves any of my Wisconsin sports teams dealing with heartbreak, losing in playoffs, or getting very close to the finals like the Bucks did last year, all those sorts of things. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to say the playoffs, so I was kind of thinking about them, and I was like, well, 2008, the Brewers lost to the Phillies, who would go on to win the World Series. And, you know, that one, it wasn't too heartbreaking, I think, just because the run to the playoffs and the excitement of making it was just it was thrilling and kind of made up for it. 2011 sucked because it was to the Cardinals. And then, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Cardinals went on to win the World Series that year too because David Freeze played out of his mind, earned a big contract after that, and then been basically nothing the rest of his career. So that's frustrating. Yeah, Dodgers, Nationals, I, I don't really want to talk about those losses yet. Still too soon. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a couple of my other least favorite moments, obviously growing up, huge Bill Hall fan when they DFA'd him in 2009, that was, that was pretty depressing. So he signed a pretty big contract with the Brewers. Oh, I don't remember what year he signed it in, but he, he never lived up to it. So he was picked up by the Mariners after he got DFA'd that year and then got traded to the Red Sox and never really found his groove again. So that was kind of sad. Then other top ones up there would be two trades. First, the trade of Zach Granke, and then the trade of Jonathan Lucroy. Both of those were pretty depressing. Um, the Lucroy one, I, I was kind of mad at him for demanding the trade, and Granke, I mean, I saw it coming, but I just never expected it to be a reality. So those would be some other ones of my least favorite. Yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, I love Zach Grinky. Um, and that, that did suck to see him go. And Luke Roy was a fan favorite, so obviously that made a lot of people not happy when he left. Um, but it is a business, and you got to expect some of those things, especially being a small market team. You, you kind of have to do it to stay afloat. I mean, it's just the way of the business, unfortunately, especially being in in Wisconsin, being in a bunch of small markets in the Bucks, the Brewers, and the Packers all kind of have that issue. The Packers are kind of a little bit different with their history and tradition, all that stuff. But it it is definitely something that is frustrating. As I think, as a Wisconsin sports fan in general, we can't we can't keep some of those top end guys for lots of their careers, but. David Stearns figured it out. We got Christian Yelich, who's at, in, at least a top two, top three player in the league right now. So hopefully we can keep him. I mean, obviously we signed him up long term, but hopefully we don't have to trade him away in a few years either. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of interesting. Like the Brewers were terrible throughout the 90s and early 2000s, but kind of those guys in like J.J. Hardy, Ricky Weeks, when they came in, they infused some excitement in Milwaukee and they started turning things around. And really from 2010 to 2020, we had good seasons and were competitive through most of them. And 
you mentioned the Packers' rich history. Maybe the maybe the Brewers are on the the start of starting something here. We can hope anyway, and obviously having Christian Yelich for the next ten years will will help out with that. So. <laughs> Lots to look forward here once baseball finally resumes. So I think that will wrap it up for us here today. I think next time we're going to try and construct a one-game lineup with the best players at each position. So obviously it's kind of hard when you factor in everyone's career. So we'll, we'll try and pair it to like one person's seasons. Like I want... 2011 Ryan Braun in left field or you know 2008 CC Sabathia on the mound something like that and construct it that way and see what we come up with and throw a couple relief pitchers in there and kind of make it fun and kind of go from there and kind of get an all-time team put together for the Milwaukee Brewers but until next time Brewer friends we will talk to you later stay safe and stay healthy Justin Stearns